Hello there. This is Random Sage with Marianne from Revealing Light. Thank you for joining me this morning. I wanted to look at the events over the weekend. Uh, I was glued, like everybody else, glued to uh, my social media channels uh, for news. And, and later on, the mainstream television networks seemed to catch up. Uh, but we had many uh, good people on the ground in Ukraine and in Russia who were giving blow-by-blow -blow reports. I'm talking, of course, about the attempted coup uh, staged. Uh, well, I'm just going to use that word, staged. Apparently it had been in planning for months by uh, the Wagner Mercenary Group chief, head um, Prigozhin, and uh, him marching on Moscow and... Um, Putin coming out, calling him a traitor. And then within uh, 200 kilometres of Russia, Prigozhin stopped, did the, did a deal, basically did a deal. And uh, part of the deal uh, apparently was brokered by Lu Lukashenko, um, the president of Belarus, which I find um, hard to believe. Lu Lukashenko is nothing but Putin's puppet, so... He was no more a mediator than than I was, really. Um, but anyway, it served Putin's interests to uh, to cast that narration. And Prigozhin, rather than losing his head, was, well, for the time being, uh, was exiled to Belarus. The Wagner Group apparently um, would be drafted in, would receive some sort of amnesty and be drafted into the Russian army proper. Well, that's the that's what we see on the surface. Of course, underneath that, we we know and we sense a lot more. This highlights the instability of Russia. It highlights Putin's folly uh, and bastardry in, in, in invading Ukraine. It highlights a lot about how the old Russia is still with us, um, that era of dictatorship, of bloody revolutions, of needless deaths, of strong men. Uh, when I say strong men, I'm, I'm talking about dictators taking control of the country um, and unfortunately reaping and plundering it for itself. So I'm not, not a, a scholar of Russian history, but I know enough Um I know enough and I sense enough uh, to say that the new generation of Russians do not want this pattern repeated. Many hundreds of thousands left Russia at the beginning of the invasion of the sovereign nation of Ukraine. Putin thought he would go in there very quickly, uh, uh, within three days, capture Kiev and take Ukraine. He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. Uh, and Ukrainians and the West united. And where are we now? A year and a half later, a year and a half later, the uh, the invasion of Ukraine is is has cost generations, both of Russians, a generation of Russians, a generation of Ukrainians, young souls. Doctors, scientists, lawyers, university graduates, university students, medical personnel, children being taken from Ukraine, shipped off to Russia. So much bravery, so much bloodshed. Russian, young Russians not wanting to go to the Ukrainian front, knowing that the special military operation 
the supposed Nazis in uh, in Russia. Of course, we all know that what a load of bunkum that all, all, all was. What a Nazi does is invades a sovereign country, and that's exactly what Putin did. But like all dictators, they will throw out the truth as it pertains to them in order to confuse you, confuse you. I've talked about the communication um, methodology or how we communicate, the commun the psychology of communication. I've talked about that before um, as the sender and the receiver. And so what these dictator dictators do in Twisting the truth is to confuse you. You're expecting the truth as the receiver and you're confused. And if they, now I'm getting a ringing in my ear, so spirit's telling me that's important. Um, if they do it often enough and with such strength and nobody stands up to it, then uh, it devalues and debases us. Because there's one thing that human nature wants and needs and it is the truth. Back to Prigozhin and, and Putin. It the people in the street, Prigozhin was able to get through a lot of Russia very quickly. He took uh, the southern military headquarters in Rosnov, um, and then went on and uh, was able to take a nuclear arsenal, which is a little bit worrying in itself. For those that have called for appeasement of Putin, you are now getting your just desserts, really, because here you see the instability and thuggery and clan tribal nature that is occurring in Russia at this time, and you are calling to appease this. You are backing down in your, in your patheticness. You are backing down to a dictator, a thug, a thug and a mob ruler, a mobster ruler. Part, some of the reason, some of the reason that Russia has not done what it intended to do in Ukraine is, uh, well, it's a lot of reasons. It's the heart, it's the soul, it's the bravery of the Ukrainians. It's also that um, money, Russia's an oligarchy, and there, again, we have this no notion that anyone who has money is somehow better than us because they've got more money than us. You see the you see the psychology of capitalism, where we start to worship at the altar of uh, the altar of of a mobster. Anyway, part of the reason that the Russians didn't do so, haven't been doing so well, is because. The oligarchs have stripped money that was supposed to be going to defence, wasn't, and troops are being sent into battle without enough am ammunition. There's been, in fact, this has led to, in part, to Prigozhin and the Wagner PMC, the most brutal of, of mercenaries, saying we, we need ammunition. They're not getting ammunition. Right now, in Ukraine, pardon me, in Ukraine, we not only have the Russian army trying to take territory, sovereign territory from Ukrainians, but we have a number of mercenary groups that are being funded by warlords, basically. Again, you wanted to appease the warlords. Those of you, I know this doesn't, this doesn't, um, 
it's not directed at any of my listeners because <laughs> if you were part of the um, Make America Great Again um, appeases the Elon Musk fans, uh, those in every single country, I think Germany had a fair population of people that wanted to appease, appease the warlord. And uh, in every Western society, it was let just let Putin take Ukraine, just let him have it. Mm. What have you got to say today? I wonder. Anyway, the complexity of Russian society. It's interesting. The uh, Russian dolls came to mind, um, and you know, it's it's a doll within a doll within a doll, but the actual symbolism is quite interesting. The symbolism behind the Russian doll, uh, I'm quoting from a website called Corinthia, St. Petersburg. The symbolism of Russian dolls, each wooden doll is imbued with the symbolism of fertility. Now, remember Mother Russia, the archetype of Mother Russia. The largest doll is considered the matriarch of the family. So here we have a matriarchy. In, in, interesting, isn't it? A hierarchy of some sort. The larger doll is considered the matriarch of the family, while the smallest is called the seed and represents the soul. What does a seed do is it go, seeks to plant itself elsewhere. They're seen as representation of a chain of mothers carrying the family legacy, carrying the nationhood, if you like, of Russia through the child in their womb. But however, Russia is now a uh, patriarchy. It's an oligarchy, patriarchy. And what are the mothers? What are the mothers doing? Uh, but sending their young sons into a bloody, murderous battle in Ukraine to die on the battlefield for no good reason other than Vladimir Putin and his band of oligarchs desired more more territory more power more resources to plunder give me give me give me and if you won't give it to me then i will take it that is the definition of a thug a dictator who desires to subdue the population and uh and spread his is control outward. But back to Prigozhin and Putin, during that um, attempted coup, we're all shaking our heads today. I can assure you I am as well. Um, we have the uh, complexities uh, again on show uh, of, of Russia that, that they look up to these strong men, these thugs for leadership, and they don't, they won't stand for a leader who's weakened or vulnerable. And that's why we're all saying now that Putin's days are numbered. He's been shown as vulnerable and weak. Russian, Russia loves a good revolution, don't they? They were cheering in the streets, cheering Prigozhin and his Wagner murderers and thugs onward to Moscow. That is the current stability or instability of Russia. And there are, of course, nuclear weapons dotted over Russia and also in Belarus, which is where 
The Wagner head is now being exiled too. Many of you are saying, is this a ruse? It may well be. Now we have Prigozhin and some thousands of his men exiled in Belarus. Apparently he took a contingent. He'd want to too because his days are numbered as well. He's weakened. He's visibly weakened Putin. He's shown Putin's vulnerability. It won't take much, will it? Prigozhin got a a lot. He cut that deal and he got a lot of money. And uh, he got Africa as well. See, this is how they work. This is how the warlords work. So while they're not coming for you or your, your home or your land or your territory now, if we allow this, they will eventually come for you. And so that's why the majority of us stand up to this, to these dictators, to these strong men. And if you don't, shame on you. Shame on you. In all of this complexity and and the visuals of Russians wanting someone like Prigozhin to to beat Putin uh, highlights the fact how downtrodden and powerless they've actually been under Putin. There was a chance when the Soviet uh, Union crumbled to forge a new democracy in Russia. Unfortunately, it went the way it's always gone. But is that the future that they're committed to? Because, as I said, hundreds of thousands of young Russians Russians left when Putin invaded their brothers and their sisters that they consider in, in Ukraine. Many, many hundreds of, of thousands, tens of thousands of troops that were forcibly mobilised in Russia did not want to go and fight. So imagine the fear that they live under, under the the murderous thug Putin's rule. So can Russia rise out of the ashes that Putin has, has created? I believe so. I have always seen a Russian revolution. Maybe this is the beginning of it, not with Progozin as head, but with all of them destroyed. There are many good people still left in Russia. Many good people, people also of power. Many good people still left in the parliament. Many good people in prison. Many good Russians. I want to highlight that. Russians that want unity with Europe and the West. Russians Russians that want prosperity and peace. Many good Russians left. But first, there needs to be the kind of revolution where these warlords are removed from power and they get the hell out of a sovereign country. They have cost Ukraine so much. Our hearts bleed for Ukrainians because there but for the grace of God go I. All right, I want to uh, look at whether the Russian people, the seeds that are currently being planted at the moment that that desire peace, that desire democracy in Russia, those seeds, the Russian dolls, in their truest sense, not twisted and warped for power and lust, bloodlust, but the good 
families of Russia that desire peace and prosperity, do they in their hearts, do enough Russians want peace? Do enough Russians want a change of leadership? Do enough Russians want a change of leadership? Do enough Russians want a leader who will bring peace and prosperity back to their land? I'm just going to put it like that. Do enough Russians want a leader that will bring peace and prosperity back to their land? We have the Seven of Pentacles. They certainly don't like what they're seeing now because they're, the prosperity, the Russian economy, is unstable. It has retracted. Are they prepared to make those decisions? Well, we get the King of Cups. I always like the to see the King of Cups because King of Cups brings forward wisdom, emotional wisdom. And emotional wisdom isn't the uh, cheering on the Wagner group because they appear for the time being to be stronger than the strong man that's in charge. Enough Russians want a change. They are weary. They don't want to keep killing their brothers and sisters in Ukraine. They don't like what's been happening over the last 18 months. They are weary. They sense they're not they're not stupid. They sense the loss there and they want a border established again with Ukraine. They want boundaries. They believe Putin has well and truly overstepped his boundary and they want Russians out of Ukraine. They've been victims too. I know that's a hard thing to say. But the truth of what's going on inside Russia, the mother, the Russian, the mother matriarch welcomes home her son from the war. What did we get? Certainly wasn't prosperity and it certainly wasn't peace. We only got grief. That's in the past. And if that's the seed that is planted in Russia at this time, we will get a change. The world card is crowning this, this reading, an end of a cycle in Russia, the end of something and the beginning of something new. And this will, remember, we're all part of a collective, including with Russia, with Russians. This will influence the world in decades to come. And that's the way I've always seen it intuitively. There is this sabotage. Who are they sabotaging? If not for them, for if not, uh, if not themselves, we get the five card here, the five of swords. That's the abuse of power. So this is this is not a Prigozhin and Putin and what is going on inside Russia is 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 not over yet. And perhaps it could be entering the most tumultuous time in the immediate future. So much blood spilled on the land in the present, in the here and now. The environment around is great anxiety and worry, great anxiety and worry. This is the current mi mindset of Russians. What do they fear? 
they fear that they won't be helped. They fear that they will not have a leader strong enough to help them. And again, the the the, the sense of the sense of loyalty to Putin has been in the past that he provided for them through oil and gas. He was strong on the world stage. He was perceived. I'm going to say, no, he wasn't strong. He was perceived as strong. But Putin, like a lot of other dictators, most dictators, all dictators, eventually succumb to their own hubris. As soon as they desire more power, as soon as they think they're invincible, that is the beginning of the end for them. Yes, Russians do want a new start with the Ace of Wands. And it is clarified by the hanged man. Many Russians right now are, are literally in the introspection mode. This is a period of stillness where they are starting to plant the seeds of a new future. In the Wheel of Fortune, there will be change. There will be change and they will celebrate it. They will celebrate it and that will unify them. There is a revolution coming to Russia. We get the manifestation, the manifestation, the magician. More and more people are talking amongst themselves, more and more the logic. There she is, perhaps the matriarch of the Russian doll, approaching this with logic, with truth. Propaganda will not work anymore in Russia. Is the new leader Prigozhin? No. No, it's not. We have complete and utter downfall. Here we have the Queen of Cups and defending oneself. Russians want this over. Do Russians want a new leader? Absolutely. And I see that women are part of this driving force because it is the women that have seen have given their sons, like the Ukrainians, to a needless, needless war, needless invasion, needless death. There are going to be abuses of power, more abuses of power in the days and weeks ahead, but ultimately in the longer term, Russia will choose its own path and it won't be a path that Putin has created for them thank you for tuning in everyone um i'll be back with a new episode of random sage soon bye for now